Hello and welcome to season two of Dum Dum, Dum Die, an all awesome, all female fifth edition D&D podcast where we actually play D&D in a homebrew setting. And the homebrew setting is Kalandos, which is my world. I'm Carla and I am the GM. And around the table, I am graced by amazing women. And we'll start with Kirsten on this side. Hi, I'm Kirsten and I play Oriel. I'm Wednesday and I play Xantelarian. I'm Kurt and I play Ray. And I'm Nicole and I play Darby. So if this is your first time visiting us, we are going to do a recap of season one. So feel free to share. Also, if it's not your first time, feel free to share it with all your friends because they can join in on the action now. But if they'd like to listen to all the previous episodes, they can totally do that. And we will wait. We'll still be here. That was, that was our waiting music. Our waiting Muzak. Um, and, you know, if you listen to other podcasts, you would know exactly what Muzak is. So, <laughs> if you don't want to go back and find out, uh, we will do a brief recap of what happened in Season 1. In Season 1, we had our wonderful group of adventurers. They met in, in the small town of Lisbon, where they went on an adventure to go and find the missing men from the town next door in Ristrand. When they approached, they found all the town's men had gone missing and were actually captured by a foe called the Mistress who had frozen them. And there were murmurings of an, an ancient evil called Tamael who at least two of the characters, um, two of the players know the Mistress has trafficked with in some way or form. They then went on thinking they had saved all the men, which they had. They then went on to help a, a gnome find, find his cousin, where they traveled back in time and managed to get stuck there back in time. Two weeks before the mistress actually captured all the men, they also managed to find material that is magical and mystical and probably sentient. And they are now in the port of Orach looking for information from an organization known only as The Scene. And that is how I have set The Scene. Do you see what I'm doing? Guys, it's so it's me, I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the last episode, you were being walking with a gnome from the halfling, sorry, a halfling from the organization known as The Scene. He is directing you through the streets of the port of Orach. Are you guys doing anything else? Just looking around. Just oh. looking around? Mm -hmm. um, as you're walking, you, everyone roll perception for me. Uh, you are also accompanied by a human priest and a half-orc priest, an orc priest from the Selenite religion. 14. 14? 14. 19. 19. 19, 20, unnatural. 11. 11. All right, so... Actually, 21, uh, unnatural. <laughs> uh, Rain and Darby see, as they're looking around, you see, you you think it's, um, you think it's children, but it might not be. Uh, you see one or two that appear to be following you through the streets. So you, you spot them as you start walking, and then you spot them again a little bit further down the road. And they had materialized in another alley along the way. Uh, the, the halfling is not talking. He is just walking extremely fast for him, which is moderate pace for everyone else who is above the height. Medium fast. <laughs> Medium fast. 
Um, he pulls you, he walks over to a warehouse near the docks. And he knocks four times on the warehouse door. Uh, the warehouse door opens and he steps inside. The human priest and the orc priest follow. I'm following as well. Um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Rain doesn't quite step inside. She looks around. Does she see these kids again anywhere near this door? Roll perception for me. 14. You you think you catch something moving out of the corner of your eye, mm-hmm. but you can't be sure. You can't be sure what it is. And the last time you saw them was before you approached the docks, so... You you haven't seen them in this area. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't see the thing out of the corner of your eye unless you also want to roll perception. But the yeah. last time you saw a ch- uh, what you imagine as a child following you was there, was a bit before the docks. Mm, yeah, I know. She'll just walk at that. All right. As you walk in, you find a, a giant warehouse. Um, it's stacked with boxes, uh, crates. Uh, they some of them have the f- terms fragile written on them in common. Others have um, some packing straw spilling out of the edges. And set up in the middle of the warehouse is a couch and a couple of uh, lounges sitting around. And in the lounger is the the gentleman, the halfling that you were following. He is sitting in the lounger as well as the two priests are sitting on the couch and there's a table in between them and you look around and there's a door leading out of the warehouse, you think, and a door leading to a sort of a, a storeroom office area, you'd imagine. And they are sitting there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go and sit down as well. Um, but I want to be positioned so that I can watch the entrance. The entrance door, so the door you came through. Perfect. You you look at it. As you look towards the entrance door, you see standing behind the door is another halfling who assumedly opened the door for you. Raina's not going to sit. She's going to stand and watch the other doors. Okay. Are you going to still go to the centre? Yeah, where so everyone... I will be okay, close, not center. antisocial, but... All right. Yeah, Darby is doing the exact same thing. Uh, as Rain? Yeah. But like, he's about like five feet away from Rain. All right. Oriel just sits in front of the halfling. On the floor? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other halfling closes the door. You hear some bolting. Uh, Zantelarian, you see the halfling is bolting the door. And then the other halfling goes to the back room. The, the halfling that you followed looks at Darby and he says, I would like you to come closer. I'm sorry, why? Because you seem to be the smartest one of the bunch, so surely I would like you to hear it first. Ah. Fine. Right, take the fence. <laughs> and he walks towards the gu- this guy. Okay. Uh, he is sitting on the couch, so there is space next to him. He's not going to sit. He's going to stand. All right. Um, all right. I think maybe... Easiest thing to do will be, what do you know? <laughs> Shall I take by your silence that the answer is nothing? Well, go on, Mr. Smarty Pants. Oh, and he looks at you, uh, Oriel, and he's like, you can talk now. We're not in the, the brothel anymore. 
No, I'm still very Jigglypuff angry. <laughs> I was like, and then he turns to the two priests and he's like, I don't know why you didn't dress her better before coming there. Or at least you could have given her bags or something, made her look like she was really helping them. <laughs> and the, the, the orc just laughs into his body. He, he manages to fold his arms and laugh into his bicep. And the, the human just smiles and leans back. Well, I don't know what would do. Tell us what you know first. There we go. Now, why would I do that? I've already brought you here to a safe location to discuss. We haven't even discussed payment completely yet. Payment was not something that I'm we sorry, discussed in the beginning. Do you want to die? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You realize. I have brought you to a location that you don't know, and you have just threatened me. And then all of a sudden, everyone roll perception for me. That was a crit fail. <laughs> Sorry. Nine. Twelve. Been taking a bit. Eight. So as you say that, only Oriole sees the eyes coming from, so behind some of the crates, she sees glinting, which assumedly is from weapons, and she sees one or two heads pop up, look, and then duck back down behind the crates. He's like, look, I don't know how much they've told you about our organization, but we are called the scene, which means we see and you cannot unsee us. And I would like to inform you that I'm not the only one here. And, you know, apart from... And then he looks to the storeroom and he's like... Uh, apart from my partner in the back. So I'd watch who you're threatening. Look, payment was not made. Exactly yeah, my point. <laughs> no, I did mention that I wanted the material. Actually, I did give you an opportunity to take the material and you failed. That's not on us. Yes, but I failed. That doesn't mean I can't offer it to someone else. You touch this material, and I will kill you and everyone else in this building. Actually, maybe the whole folk shouldn't you, speak. Everyone at that, everyone hears unsheathing <laughs> as a couple of heads pop up behind the crates. And it's various, um, I would say there's probably about 10, 10 people uh, behind the crates. And they all suddenly step up and just sort of lounge and sit around the crates. And one of them is sharpening his, his, his blade on a whetstone that he pulled from another crate. And looking at them, you can see that they have definitely lived rough lives. And, you know, you can gauge that they'd be really good in a fight. Okay, I'm going to have to pull out the charisma and hopefully roll well enough to do this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to sort of like recline more, like relax more into the lounger that I'm sitting on mm -hmm. and say like, come on, friends, you know, let's get along. Let's just exchange information as, you know, was discussed before we got here and then have a drink and part ways. Uh, you're going to roll for that? Persuasion. Uh, persuasion. 24. Yeah. You're that charismatic. All right. 
I'm very happy to exchange information. I I think I might have misjudged your group. Uh, the level of intelligence seems to waft and wane. But... I just see... So, I am happy to exchange information, but nothing is free. Since you won't give me the material, and since the material doesn't seem to be wanting to come to me, I would like some information from you. So what do you know? And I will fill in the gaps where I know. Royal raises her hand in a very childish way. Your hand has reached the level of his face. But like, she was so close sitting in front of her that it's like smacked his nose uh, the way up. She, uh, the halfling, leans back, raises an eyebrow, and he says... Yes, Darla. Did you just call me Darla? Darling. Uh, <laughs> it's like, who is Darla? Yeah. <laughs> and then his backstory spills out. <laughs> he once had a lovely lady love, a half-elf named Darla. <laughs> just to be clear, so you want to know what we know? Yes? Yes. Okay. So... The, the the orc is just leaning like back she, and she, shaking his head. You just see her eye going, should I tell him about the time? <laughs> no, okay. So we encountered this... Oh, I'm getting your accent. This is dangerous. <laughs> mine is wafting and waning. <laughs> yeah, mine is changing as well. Okay. So we met this lady called the, the mistress, and she had... You're wearing the gold material, right, Rain? Okay. She had this... Lovely material. And then we had an encounter with her because she had stolen all the men from another village that we then rescued. And uh, while we were there, we found that material. And she points to Darby. Who's wearing silver material. Who's wearing okay, silver this material. This is the first time here. And as far as we know, the material is sentient from a seamstress at another town that we went to, which I forgot the name. And... Uh, it chose Darby and it chose Rain. And I think their brother and sister... From what you said, and she points at you, but she's too close, so again it goes like near your face. He leans back. And they're really nice. The Because they don't get wet, and they fit nicely, and Darby feels fabulous. Okay, any reason why you would think they were sentient? Well... What? She can she elbow Darby's knee since <laughs> so she's sitting in Darby's stand. Yeah. What's it to you? Okay. Well, all right, all right. Hold and on. he leans he leans towards you, and then as he leans, it appears that um, he gets a little twinkle in his eye, and he looks at you, and he goes, "Look, darling, I know you look amazing in that material, and that is why it has chosen you, obviously for a reason, as well as your brains and brawn are." wonderfully packaged in the material. <laughs> so I would love to know what experiences you've had in said material. Please roll uh, insight. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> when the DM rolls super badly. Please roll the one. <laughs> Please roll the one. Can I help her in any way? Huh? Can I help Darby in any way? Hold on, how, what am I rolling? Uh, insight. Just don't get a one. <laughs> like, I mean, this is not bad. I got a 17 without adding. So. Well, I got four. <laughs> so. Okay, it's just a 17, yeah. So uh, he leans in and you can see he's trying to be charming. 
but it, it is falling a little bit flat considering he's trying to lean around Oriole, whose finger's still in the air, pointing to his ear, and he's um, trying to look up at you. Um, which is a very unflattering angle for this mm. halfling. Mm. Also, it appears he's, he's got reverse double chin. Like, it appears as he stretches oh. his neck, his neck, like, becomes so skinny that you can see all the, all the um, like, <clears throat> neck bones. Look, I will tell you what you want to know if you fill in the gaps. We've already given you information. So now it's your turn. And he looks at the, the human priest and the human priest just waves his hand and then the orc is still laughing into his bicep. And he, and he looks at them and he's like, look, if you're not going to be helped, you can leave. Okay, we'll leave. Darby, so, come on, hold on. Okay, so... What? Like, okay, the, the reason why we know that this cloth is sentient lost my accent there is because like Oriel just told you the the seamstress told us and she was blind but she happened to be able to see this thing so and um what race was the seamstress before you say anything else rain think about it they want to get all the information from us but they're not willing to say anything the human priest leans forward and he says look i wouldn't have brought you here if i didn't think they would help as a follower of Selena, I would never, uh, I would never lead another Selenite wrong. Selenites don't lie. Okay, Zant, if you trust them, then we're with you on this. Okay. But if they lie, <laughs> gonna cut them. <laughs> gonna cut them. And then, <laughs> and then um, uh, the the halfling looks at um, at the human priest and he's like, you know, you could have said that so long ago. You could have stopped this whole. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, what was she? She was uh, half. Was she? Uh, she was I think I'm sure she was an elf. Was she full or half? She was full. She was an elf. She was a blind seamstress, seamstress elf. And where? And what did she say about the material? How did she recognize it? I don't know. She was blind, but she knew that it was there, and she knew how to treat it. She taught us how to treat it. <laughs> She started speaking to the material and she said she had seen both of them before. Or well, I think she saw the one before and now she's seen the other and she was hoping that they would choose her, but they didn't because Darby's obviously too fabulous. And <laughs> hair flip. Darby's <laughs> <laughs> long hair flip. Long hawkish locks. Um. Look, that's all we know. Yeah. All right. Um, and he looks to the priest and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this bargain, but you guys are going to have to pay up since they seem unwilling to pay. Uh, the orc says, no, but... And the human sh- shushes him and he's like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And then he looks to everyone who's not a Selena, a Selenite, and he looks to... Uh, Dobby and he looks to Rain and he looks to um, Oriel and he looks around the room and he's like, the power of Selena's is generous and, and kind and useful. I hope you all remember that when you next venture forth and remember which God has protected you today. Are and you then tra- he leans back. Are you seriously <laughs> trying to convert us right I'm now, do, right here? I'm and going the, to do the a human, hmm? I'm going to do that chase 
the, the chase thing, whatever it is. Uh, the human looks looks at you as you said that, and he's like, "Well, no, but if you'd like to convert, he, I happily." And he starts reaching yeah, into a bag like he, he's almost got this insta conversion kit and then, in his bag. And then Rain his raises robes. her tattoo hand, and she's like, "Keep dreaming, buddy." And he's like, "Well, I see no evidence of what is that." And he leans in. Tries to see what uh, tattoo it is. She brings it closer to his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he just like, talk to the hair. Talk to the image. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. Well, Selena is open to everyone. And he, and he sort of looks and winks at Darby and winks at Oriel. Goes to wink at Rain, sees that face in the hand, stops winking, <laughs> looks to everyone in the room and sort of like gestures and waves. And then you see one or, th- one or two of the people on the crates do, do the, first, um, the first chest pump. And he leans back and he's like, okay, we'll sort you out. And then the halfling says, all right. So, you know... Well, uh... A lot, but nothing at the same time. So, that material, and he points to uh, Darby, and that material, and he points to Rain. He says, as she so politely suggested, is in fact a brother and sister. They were living, uh, I would say, 200 years ago, is, is the legend, is that a brother and sister... Uh, twins but there was something strange about their birth they were born of two different races one is a asmar and one is a tiefling and you guys wouldn't know what those are so you have no idea Oriel what those races are and she's like what is that what are those do you have pictures oh. um He's like, oh, oh, you're you're not from around here. You're from a. Okay, all right. We're gonna have to take a couple <laughs> steps back. So, there is, um, there's a, a plane where demons come from, and apparently, legend is that tieflings come from the demon plane. And then there is also, as you so profoundly know, some of you, and he looks at the priests, uh, there is also a plane where the gods reside. And on that plane is where the Asimars apparently come from. There was a woman, 200, legend has it, can't be sure it's true, 200 years ago, who gave birth to twins and she passed. The twins were an Asmar and a tiefling. Born to a, a human couple. The father raised them, and this was, as, as you know, in the time of Timael. And they became known as renowned fighters in, in the resistance against Timael. And when our great gods and our great heroes, may they be blessed, defeated Timael, these two heroes of renown disappeared. No one is sure where they went, but it was said they were always wearing these pieces of material 
and you could always find them in a room by these pieces of material. And some people believe that they transferred some of their conscious into the consciousness into the into the material. So that's why I was asking if you had any experiences with uh, said material. Nope, nothing. Okay, I'll continue. <laughs> so, can Oral just like lightly shock <clears throat> Darby's knee? I, are you going to try and do it stealthily? No. Are uh, you just like? Yeah, like I'll allow it. Can Darby's like reflex just kind of kick the side of Oriel? I'll allow it. Are you guys no. putting effort into this? Because no. I, I think it's just like a reflex. Okay. You know, it's not like a I'm really gonna kick you. It's just like a. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be quite bruised. Yeah, because Ow. even though it is a reflex and she's not the strongest, I mean, yeah, she's, she's she's very squishy. Uh, he's he's buff. He's buff when he hits you. Um, the orc priest looks at you guys and he says, you should behave better. And he leans back. He's like, I'm watching you. And he points at, at the two of this you. This reminds me of Biggin. <laughs> um, Look, the material does speak sometimes when it feels like it. It's, it's spoken to you. Yes. Okay, what I'm going to ask, and uh, he, he gestures his head upwards and then all of a sudden all the people on the crate stand up and hold out their swords. And he's like, don't take this the wrong way. How crazy is that one? And he points to Darby. He's crazy, but not that crazy. <laughs> he's crazy in love. He is actually <clears throat> crazy, but I've known him for a while. And although most of the time he does speak out of his ass, I don't think he's lying. So has anyone else heard this material speak? Um, I, I, Rain, didn't you hear? Yeah, out of game. I think I was falling asleep. Did it speak to me or did it, it speak to Darby? To it only spoke, it to, only Darby. spoke to Darby. No. Yeah. Well, look, I've had on the material for a long time. Rain... The material Isn't only... it like been a week? <laughs> and like a reverse like week? Well, I mean... It feels like forever you know. plus she hasn't, he hasn't washed it. So yeah, maybe that's actually what it's just trying to say. Like, wash me, yo. You know? Dude, I'm dirty. <laughs> but Rain hasn't had it for a long time. Okay, yes, but no one has ever mentioned that the material speaks. Well, it's not like it has a mouth where it talks and you can see it. It just kind of exactly. Speaks. You're you're not helping your point. Or he'll just like slip their hand in under the material and goes. <laughs> Look, you asked me a question. I gave you an answer. What did it say? It told me to leave the material on rain because it's safe. And it said something else to me that I just. But a sister. <laughs> the silver game, one's a sister, can, right? Can shoulder shrug. No the brother. This the out of game. The silver one's mm. a brother because it it said rest, right? My sister is fine. Oh wait, oh my brother. My no. She, my sister. sister. She is safe. Yeah, she, yeah. 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 Can I roll for <laughs> something? <laughs> okay. What do you What do you want to try and do? And then I can. I wanna. So I want to remember what it said to me the last time, but I can't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say roll. Roll insight. 
because I mean it's something you heard. It's not. And then I'll allow all this meta gaming to <laughs> to go through. Oh God! I mean, you yeah. may you remember <laughs> it mentioned that the material was safe, and you did it did say my brother or my sister, but you can't recall, and you can't recall if the voice sounded masculine or feminine. No, but I'm saying not that time. The time before that, when we're looking at that. Oh, I can't even remember. It did speak to me before, though. It did speak to you once before. You either either way, you won't remember. Yeah, that <laughs> probably was drunk. Not that three. <laughs> but if I mean, if you want to go back and listen to the episodes and at next session bring a note, you are welcome to have remembered it then. Yep. <laughs> Notes. Oh. Um, Look, let me try and prove it. Oh, okay. And he leans back. I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I wanna try. So Darby's gonna go to Rain mm-hmm. and he's going to hold out his hand. Okay. And he's gonna speak to the material and say, Look, if if you feel like the people in this room are genuine and like have good intentions for you, then say something or do something. <laughs> or like I don't know, yeah. That's what Darby's going to say in like a really nice, calm voice to the material. Yeah. Um, As you lean in towards the the material around rain, uh, nothing happens, but you feel your material um, sort of around your shoulder blades gives you, it seems to tighten just a little bit, almost like a nice little shoulder a squish, like a little shoulder <laughs> like, squish. Me me. Like meep. Does um, does Darby know if that's a like a good or like bad a thing. good or a bad thing? Like uh, roll insight for me. Oh, guys, I hate this insight thing. Do you need dice gel? I don't know as yet. <laughs> it's it's currently in what's what's that? Limbo. Limbo. <laughs> Eight. I mean, it's never done it before, and it did feel nice, so I guess. <laughs> Does anyone else see, like, no. a little... No. Everyone's going to look crazy again. Everyone else sees nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, look, okay, Darby might sound crazy, and no one's ever heard the class speak, okay, but we've all... Well, not we, but, like... <laughs> I don't know what trying to say. I mean, because it hasn't really done anything around rain, hey? Sorry, out of game question. But I can't to remember. be fair, it wrapped itself around, around you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like, mean, it, you have seen it do magical things. Yeah. It just hasn't spoken. Yeah. I mean, okay. So we not all of us have heard it speak. I don't know about Darby, but we've all seen or felt what it can do. I mean, when it was on the mistress, we've seen what it can do. Oh no, look, we all know it's sentient or, or magical, but speaking is something new and possibly something you should look at. And then he looks at the three of you and not at Darby and he tries to stealthily uh, say that I'm crazy. Like, gestures head towards Darby, mm. like, you should, you know, watch your companions. And he's. Okay, head, so you're. I mean, he does manage to do it quite, quite. Su- it's extremely subtle as he puts oh, okay. uh, like his ha- head in his hand and he sort of c- 
covers his lips with his fingers and he uses his thumb I'm going to, to gesture at <laughs> Darby. I'm going to um, stifle and laughter. Can Darby try something else? So Darby wants to go walk towards. Does this per, does this person have a name? I don't know. So Darby's just gonna walk towards him, and he's going to say to the material, he's gonna say, "Babli, please, can you just tell him that it's true, even if he's the only one who hears it?" And then he's like, "Please, Babli, I need you to do this for me." Please roll persuasion. <laughs> 18 plus 5. As you approach him, the material doesn't appear to do anything, but um, he stops gesturing and he says, okay, all right. What was the mistress doing with all those men? Do you know what her plan was? I remember hearing something about using them as vessels or containers to fill them with something evil. It was probably for Tamayal. For his return. And there was a beach. I remember there being a beach. I had he was also nearly killed. <laughs> there was a beach. I had the stream. I heard water. There was sand. Okay. And no there one else heard it. All right. Um... And he looks at the priest and he's like, how well do you know these people? And, and the orc says, I met them this morning. <laughs> well, no, I met them yesterday because I was carrying them. Well, it was early in the morning, so I met them in the morning, so it's today. And then the human's like, um, well, I mean, we, we found them yesterday and our fellow Selenite would never lie, so... Uh, I mean... I guess it checks out. And then the the halfling says, okay, either you guys are surrounded by magical craziness or you're just plain crazy. I'm going to assume if that material is what I think it is, which it is, you're not crazy. Otherwise, it has chosen really shitty warriors. <laughs> the mistress was trans- trying to find a vessel for Samael. Yes? Well, she was using the whole town of men. And I don't remember how big Samael was, but surely that's a lot of people for just one guy. Well, you, you realize Samael was an all-powerful being. That covered this entire plane of existence. <laughs> like a light bulb goes on the It's dropping. So, I mean, uh, how big was the town? Mm, well, in total, um, the men, including myself, once I was um, found, uh, <laughs> the number was around 25. Okay, so assumingly she, she would need to do it again. But you said she was wearing one of the pieces of material. Yeah, she was wearing this gold one that I have on now. We did time travel, okay? It's a really complicated story. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you see? <laughs> okay, what? We found an elemental, like, 
nymphy water creature that was inside a cave that was convincing all these gnomes to dig deeper because they were, she was showing it was it's not gender specific uh, it was showing them visions of the future that the whole world is taken over by plants plants my English <laughs> and then they, they just went crazy and started digging deeper and she was basically in, it was basically in this magical pool of water that basically if you fell forward you would go into the future and if you fell backwards you went into the past and then we all went into the past before the gnomes became crazy and then we defeated the creature and we couldn't go back into the future which is like two weeks from now so yes as you're saying this his face starts to look more ashen and he says, so you're two weeks in the past. Yes. Before or after the mistress? Before. Before. Although we saw her again now and stole the piece of material from her already. So technically in the future, she won't be able to have the material that she was wearing because it's on rain. If everything goes well in two weeks and like touches her forehead for luck. <laughs> His face drops and he says, okay, um, from what you've just said, if it's true, which it's true, I can't imagine why you would make up such crazy things. You're saying to me, not only did you travel through time, not only do you have two pieces of magical material, you have also found out that the mistress is trying to bring Tamael back, possibly take him off Kalandos. Why? If he's looking for her vessels, because if he came back, he would, she could just sort of, um, I don't know, how do you say it? She, she, he could appear here with enough belief, right? But you're also saying that a magical, deep, mystical power was sending visions to gnomes, forcing them to not eat. So uh, that I don't think she was particularly. It was particularly forcing them not to eat. I just think that they believed in it so much that they stopped eating of their own accord. Okay, so a magical force which has never existed appeared out of sheer belief. At that, the, the human stands up and he's like, look, if you're not going to give them information, I don't think this line of discussion is actually worthwhile. Just give them the information about the material and let's move on. Why can't we all just get along? And the halfling... So of you. <laughs> and the halfling says, I think... I think Tamael might be coming back and I think that material was trying to help it or stop it but considering they used to be heroes fighting against Tamayal I have no idea why that would be the case if you said she was wearing it and she had it as you can see the material doesn't just go where you want it to go and the fact that old forces or new forces or just forces are rising leads me to be very worried about our future especially if the four of you are leading it and it appears the material has chosen you, whether for good or for bad, who can say? Um, I also found this ring. And she like puts the ring in. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's like, 
Place it in my hand. She puts a hand in his hand. <laughs> and he looks at it. Uh, cock dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I couldn't say what that is. Uh, I'd have to get um, my partner out here to have a look at it. Uh, Can she roll inside to try and finish the name that he keeps potting? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can roll inside. Can we all roll? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get a natural 20 to... So, anyone with that a natural is, 20. That is inside. I'll tell you now when I That's five. figure it out. Nope. Okay. Uh, you know it starts with a k. I got a I 19. You know but it start. You definitely know it starts with a k. No, I need a what natural 20. Natural. Come on, 19. Is it carnivorin? What? Never oh. mind. Carnivorin. <laughs> oh. He, he gestures to one of the the people on the crates nearest to the storeroom door. Mm-hmm. And that person clambers off the crates, knocks on the door and the halfling that was holding the door open comes out. Um, they're quite well dressed. So the rest of the people on the crates are all sort of dressed in street clothes that looks a bit dusty and could have been mended better. But uh, the halfling you're talking to and the halfling that's coming towards you are very finely dressed it's um, another male. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they look quite similar, but then again, depending on your vibe of halflings, most of them probably look quite similar. Hello, Ka. The, the other halfling raises his eyebrow, um, and then the one that was holding the ring, he, he says, may I take it and show it to him? As long as you return it, and then she gives him a little shock. <laughs> He breathes deeply and he says, the fate of the future exists in the And he holds it out to the partner who starts looking at it and then his eyes widen and he starts furiously moving his hands. In what kind of way? Uh, can anyone speak Thieves' Cant? Yes. Or sign I language? Oh, I've got Thieves' Cant. Okay. Please roll insight for m- perception. Please roll perception for me. Is Thieves' Cant something you can comprehend languages with? Nine. Um, yeah, I, I would say maybe because it is a language, but mm. I wouldn't. Okay, no, it's fine. Then she'll leave then. I mean, yeah, you could you roll perception for me as well if you're going to cast comprehend languages. Uh, ten. Ten. So you think you're getting a couple of words, the two of you, because it's a like a rendition of Thieves' Cant. There's mm-hmm. some additions in it that you're not 100% sure of it. But out of the conversation, you're getting the words ring, uh, you're getting the words danger, you're getting the words mistress, you're getting the words the time has come, and you're getting what you think is the words the gods will walk again. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Oh my god! Okay, hold on, I need to write something for you. <laughs> the gods will walk again. Uh, yeah. Um, and that brings us to the end of this week's episode, and welcome to season two of Dum Dum Die. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you've listened to the other season. If not, we hope you've enjoyed 
the start of this season and the start of your journey with us please remember to share it with your friends foes families and familiars and rate and review us on your favorite podcast app because every little bit helps and we always love hearing from you if you'd like to talk to us some more you can find us on the social medias at dum dum die spelled d-u-m-d-u-m-d-i-e or you can find email us on dumdumdiepod at gmail.com a big thank you to my players who always make the table amazing and turn even conversations into adventures <laughs> i love it and a big thank you to wednesday who is doing our sound engineering and always puts it together and cuts out all the all the times where i'm like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> which which happens more often than you think i know i sound super profesh but that's only because wednesday makes it so and a big thank you to Veed, who makes the beautiful music that accompanies our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I had a wonderful time playing. Thank you to my players and thank you to listening. And as always, have a most amazing week of adventuring. I changed it because you don't have to roleplay, but you can. You might just enjoy listening to our stories and not be a roleplayer yourself, but you can be an adventurer. So go forth.